Welcome back to the Global Tehillim and Physic Daily Call. On behalf of the Orthodox Union, this is Naftali Herman. It's great to be back with each and every one of you. As always, thank you so much for joining the program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Sheni, the 11th day of the month of Elul. Thank you to all of our incredible and generous sponsors for their continued support. To sponsor upcoming programs, please visit ou.org forward slash call. Please note the deadline to submit a dedication for tomorrow's program is today at 5 p.m. Eastern. We're always grateful and appreciate your support of the program. Throughout this month of Elul, leading up to Rosh Hashanah and beyond, we've asked our fantastic speaker, rabbis featured on the program, to please dedicate their remarks to discuss ideas related to Elul, or more specifically to tefillah, to prayer. It is our sincere hope that these meaningful words will continue to uplift and impact us and help us feel more and more connected to Kaddish Baruch to Hashem, and prepare us for the high holidays. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Chaim Marcus of Congregation Israel in Springfield, New Jersey, to share the Rishizek, which will be immediately followed by Rabbi Marcus, slowly reciting our daily four chapters of Tehillim, Parachat, Chas Gimel, Kuf Chafalef, and Kuf Lamed. Those are chapters 20, 23, 121, and 130. We'll be followed by the Mishaberach Lecholim, with a sizable pause to insert the names of those whom we are davening for, and Rabbi Marcus will conclude with the recitation of Achenu. Really, beyond uh, perhaps my parents and uh, the impact that my wife has had on me in the years that we've been married, there's probably no one else in this world who seemingly has had a greater impact on me than Rabbi Marcus. He was my uh, my rabbi when I was in Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael in Reshit Yerushalayim, um, and I am very very grateful. For, uh, for all of the time that we have uh, spent together and the incredible um, influence, positive influence he has had on me and my wife. He was our Masada Kedushin. He married us many, many years ago and on our children, and we're so grateful for the continuous relationship um, that we have with him, and it is a tremendous kavod, the kavod, to welcome Rabbi Marcus back to the Daily Call. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for the kind words. And Reb Nafali is really just the a close level on the on soul level. And it's always an opportunity to speak with you and to learn with you, even if our learning today we're sharing together with so many others. And I'd like to share a brief, brief idea with you, as Reb Nafali mentioned, that we're going to be talking about Sila Yam Noron, and it's the most appropriate thing because we know that in the Zara Kadosh, in sources of Jewish mysticism, it refers to the Yom Naram, the High Holy Days, as Yemei Telusa, Days of Prayer. Why are the High Holy Days referred to as Days of Prayer, specifically? Rav Avram Yitzchak HaKohen Kuk, the Chutzigin the first chief rabbi of the modern Jewish settlement in the land of Israel, commented, that a person's relationship with Almighty is not really seen in how they read a Pasuk in Chumash or a Rashi in Chumash. It's not seen in how they learn a page of Gemara. But rather, a person's relationship with Almighty can really be gauged, can really be seen most often in the level intensity and the feeling of their prayer. And therefore, what are the high holidays all about? 
They're about reconnecting. They're about restoring. They're about repairing a relationship that might have fractured, might have frayed, might have fallen by the wayside over the past year. And during the high holidays, we lift up our prayer again because that is the way that we rebuild that relationship with the Almighty. But we know that it already begins in the month of Elul. We now find ourselves in the weeks leading up to the high holidays, weeks of increasing our prayers. We know Sfardim have already begun the Slichos prayers, and Ashkenazim begin in about a week and a half. We start Slichos the Saturday night before Rosh Hashanah comes in. And Rav Salavechik famously taught that what is Slichos? Slichos is a rebuit Shula. It's increasing our level of prayer because as we get ready for the Yom Noroim, as we get ready for Shoshana Yom Kippur, the time when we're restoring that relationship with Hashem, the greatest way to do that is by pouring our hearts out. And that's why during this time we lift up our prayers and we put a greater emphasis and intensity into our tefillos. And I just wanted to share one nikuda, one point about the overall nature of prayer. And this based upon another idea from Rav Salavechik that I first heard from Rabbi Dr. Tzvihar Schweiner of Shlita of the Orthodox Union many, many years ago at a rabbinic conference, and I've seen in other places since, that what is it, what's the Hebrew term that we use to refer to the house of prayer? We don't call it a base tefillah. A yeshiva, a house of Jewish learning, is referred to as a base medrash, a house of study. But what is a shul? It's not referred to a synagogue as a base tefillah. It's referred to as a base kinesis, not a house of prayer, but a house of gathering. Now, as a shul rabbi, I tell you, I tell people often, we come to shul not to socialize, not to talk with each other. We come to talk to God. So why is a shul referred to as a base kinesis instead of a base tefillah, house of prayer? And Rafael Vesic said, because the essence of prayer, one of the main messages of prayer is about connecting to other people, about coming into a synagogue, coming into a shul together, and looking around, and recognizing that whereas we all have our own issues, our own needs, our own wants, that we want to share with God, we want to unburden ourselves to God, but at the same time, when we come into a congregation of Jews, we look around, and we recognize the importance of praying for others. And that's one of the most important teachings that I share in my show all the time. I just shared it in this year, this past week, is from Reb Yitzhak Avalajan quoting his father, Reb Chaim Avalajaner, the great student of the Vilna Gon, the founder of one of the greatest yeshivas in modern Jewish history, where he said that Reb Yitzhak Avalajan said, my father would always tell me, that Reb Chaim Velazhin would often tell his son, Reb Yitzchak Velazhin, know that you're not created for yourself. A person is created to help other people, to make a difference in the lives of other people. And what Reb Saladechik is saying is the reason why Yeshua is called the Beis HaKnesses is because it's really about connecting to other people and thinking of others as you pray. And, of course, when we go into the high holidays, we all have our lists. We all have the things that we're going to ask God for, for health, for parnasa livelihood, for whatever issues in our home, amongst our relatives. But let's try and expand our consciousness. 
let's look around our show, and maybe now in the few weeks leading up to the high holidays to Rosh Hashanah, let's start thinking of others, not in our immediate sphere that we could be praying for, in our shul, in our community, in the land of Israel, throughout the whole world. But there's also one that we have to remember to pray for, and that is in the high holidays, we also have to remember that we're praying for God himself. We know that every day in Shemona Esrei, every day when we say the blessing for Mashiach, there's a bracha for Mashiach in Shemona Esrei. The bracha of Esenachta Bravdacha. There's a phrase that we conclude the bracha, Kilishuasa Kivinu Kal Hayom, where we say, God, for your salvation, we hope every day. And most understand we're praying for Mashiach. We're hoping that God comes and saves us. But there's a beautiful interpretation that, especially in the high holiday, we have to recognize. God, we pray and hope that you are saved every day. What does that mean? We know the Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us that whenever a person is in pain, when a person's head hurts so badly, it's as if God says, oh, my head hurts. When a person's arm hurts, is this God, the Shekhinah, the Divine Presence, cries out and says, Oi, my arm hurts. Whenever a Jew is in pain, God is feeling that pain. And we look back at what happened in Israel this past week, what's been going on. People we know in our own kehilos, in need of refuos, the Yeshuos, the healings and salvations. We have to recognize the pain of the Divine Presence, the pain of the Shekhinah in the world. And when we daven on Rosh Hashanah, we also have to remember that we're davening not only for ourselves, not only for our families, not only for community members and friends in the land of Israel, but on the high holidays, we're really davening for Hashem himself. I heard a story from my father years ago. At one time, there was an elderly Jewish woman, and after the davening on Rosh Hashanah, everyone filing out, and this elderly woman found herself in Shul by herself. There was no one in Shul. Everyone else moved out at a quicker pace, and she's there, and so, and she looks around. Who does she have? The opportunity to to a few people who are around her, but quickly left. The old woman makes her way up to the Aron Kodesh, the ark in front of the show, and says, Abister, I want to wish you a Shana I want to wish you a good year. And what can I wish you a good year? That you should have nachas in your children. You should have joy. You should have simcha with your children, the Jewish people in this world. And the truth is, we all should recognize, as we're leading up to the Yenetus, to the days of prayer, the high holy days, as we're, whether we're starting, and you're saying Slichos already, we're going to start Slichos, not this Saturday night, but next Saturday night, that we recognize that we have to invest more in our prayer, the more in restoring that personal relationship with God. And that's really why we're all on this call. And that's why, Rabbi Nachali, what is the chus that you have every day to lead this, and the Orthodox Union, to put this out, joining people from all over the world, all over the world, in davening together, not for ourselves, but really for the whole world, and all of the Jewish people. I know friends in Israel emailed me, friends in Maryland emailed me, a close friend I know who's on this call today, Mr. Howie Block from Deerfield Beach, Florida. So many of us, so many people look forward to this every day, a chance to learn Torah together, a chance to daven together, and really try to be Marva Kochamai and increase God's presence in this world. And so I wish everyone, a Ktiva Vachasimatova, a Gutkidashyar, that we should all have Nachas from all those that we care about and love about, love. And of course we should have them 
that we should all be together, the Karif, redeemed in the land of Israel, and there should be no more pain, and Hashem should only have nachas from all of us. We'll now be saying the Tehillim, the four chapters of Tehillim. We begin with Parakhaf, chapter 20. Now 
Thank you so much, Rabbi Marcus. We look forward to having you back on the program. Please God in the near future in the near future. To learn more with and about Rabbi Marcus and his wonderful community, please visit congregationisrael.org for more information. We hope and pray that all of our collective efforts for safety, strength, and a Rosua for all those in need will be answered, Latova for good. Please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. With hearts full of faith, stay strong, hopeful, and optimistic, wishing everyone a wonderful, healthy, and safe day.